0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link
1: in the show description to support now.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, the next episode of the Red Hoodie Brothers. <laughs> uh obviously it's uh me and matthew john and matthew we're back again um it's the the samurai brothers obviously and uh it's been uh getting a little cold so obviously we have to dress up right matthew um
2: yeah and we just coincidentally wore wore red hoodies today
0: yep so it's the it's red hoodie brother day uh but anyway so uh matthew we've um, Got quite a lot to tackle here. Obviously, the, um, the pay-per-view uh, for UFC. Um, crazy finish to the, to the main event uh, with what happened. And then um, college wrestling is back. And uh, had quite a few interesting results from uh, the duels that happened there. And even some uh, top-ranked teams falling. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how the season's going to progress with that. And then, uh, and then we've got some one piece chapters, uh, obviously chapter 1065 and ch- chapter 1066. And boy, there's a lot to uncover there. Um, I haven't watched any of the, uh, channel reviews that have gotten out. I'm just formulating my own, you know, opinions and, and uh, theories and stuff. I'm sure you've got some stuff too, but I think a lot of stuff is getting a lot of stuff is starting to get answered now for what we've got going on in the in the one piece story.
2: Yeah, we've got a bunch of answers and it's
0: it's like this this was a doozy. But it only it only breeds more questions now. So We'll we we'll have to see what happens when we're gonna get there, but uh, so I guess Matthew, we'll go ahead and start off with the uh, with the pay per view. Um, so obviously, if I'm looking at uh, how things were going, uh, you know, we had Adesanya versus Pereira was the the main event, obviously. And Matthew, you uh, were at uh, BWW uh, again, yep. as I saw. So uh, I'm hoping oh, the wings oh, 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 were wait, eating my wings. Yes, I'm hoping the wings were uh, you know somewhat good this time around, the, right? The
2: wings are never traditionally bad, though. Though the Asian zing were more spicy than usual. I'm not sure why.
0: Well, I like spicy wings.
2: Oh well, yeah, it's, well I like yeah I like I like the Asian zing flavor too. But yeah, I'm just I'm just not sure why they were so much more spicy, because they're not, they're typically, like, toward the mild mm. um, okay. part of the 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 Scoville unit scale, so the fact that they were kind of, like, bah!
0: so let's walk, let's walk through then on the, the main card, um, obviously, the, the first match, Matthew, Dan Hooker versus Claudio Puelas, and that ended in a in a KO TKO in the second round, um, anything significant that came out of that?
2: Um, let's see. Dan Hooker was um he's not typically known for his grappling. Uh, uh, Puelas um uh he was also Puelas is also the only um uh what's it called um Peruvian um on in on the UFC roster, which is kind of interesting, I guess. Uh. I guess they don't include Valentina, even though she's she uh, has Peruvian. Well, uh, Valentina identifies more with her Kyrgyzstani heritage. So, but um, the first round, uh, Puelas did. uh, He did one of those um, like BJJ only style takedowns, where he did the he did the downward. Uh, like head first dive and grab the the foot, and at times I honestly thought Hooker was going to submit because there were times when he had that that the, the straight, um, yeah, like the straight um, leg lock. Mm-hmm. But um, Hooker just persevered, and then after a while, uh, Puelles just didn't. Uh, the first round, I would say, probably went to Puelles because he had more of the the ground. Um, Uh, Mm -hmm. Submissions but then the second round Hooker basically um, Developed his Got into his uh, defense game And Puelas Basically showed that he's a one trick Pony Mm. Because he just started trying to go for those takedowns, and he, then he started doing. He didn't even start doing that. It's, it's funny how we recently talked about Antonio Inoki's um, Muhammad Ali fight, but he it it started looking a little bit like that, except for except for the kicks. Mm.
1: <laughs> he,
2: he basically, yeah, it basically became scooting on his butt.
1: <laughs> ah.
2: And it was, yeah, yeah, it was just one of those things where he wasn't able to, he didn't have an answer to Hooker's, uh, takedown defense. So, and the, the actual, um, stoppage was, you know, I, they, they called it a body kick, but I'm not really sure. I think Puelas, it was partially just Puelas just giving up, you know, there's, there's times when you see fighters just give up and it, it looked like that. He just Hooker did hit him to the body, but he didn't look like particularly. Um, I've seen what happens when you get a, a, a when you get a TKO body kick, and it's like you seize up, you can't breathe. They're in pretty yeah. You pace. yeah.
0: When when fighters get hit, like you know, like a a liver shot or a kidney shot. I mean, you you have. That or, or a
2: shot to the diaphragm, a shot to the diaphragm. I've right. been
0: you hitting the you diaphragm. shut down, you shut down basically. It, it, it's the same as a as a, you know, a hit to the jaw. You know, it's just a different organ that that shuts down basically. Yeah, your body but, stops functioning. Right, and, and he um,
2: was he was not functioning. He just mentally gave up, and that yeah. kick to the it's it's. Yeah, it it looked like he just mentally gave up, and I think that that kick to the um, that ki- that that kick to the abdomen just gave him the excuse. Uh, I I genuinely don't he he'd given up.
0: Okay, so then we we move into the second fight on the main card, which was Frankie Edgar versus Chris Gutierrez, and and this. Was I a should quick fight. note,
2: I should note that with the rankings in an earlier fight, um. This uh this is Hooker, this isn't gonna give Hooker an automatic title shot. At least I don't think at least it it, it would surprise me. But <laughs> anyways, so yes, Chris Gutierrez uh fighting Frankie Edgar in his retirement fight.
0: Ah, okay, yes.
2: Uh Edgar was doing well. He was instituting his wrestling because we you know he was a wrestler. Right. Um, but then there came a point where Gutierrez um standing yeah um delivered a knee and it was one of those ed- it was one of those like he was out before he hit the ground like oh you know,
0: yeah, one of, one of those
2: like yeah like like seized up he uh-huh. he was he was okay after a while, but it was one of those things was like <laughs> yeah you,
0: you know th- those um, you've seen you see some of chiseled Adonis's um commentaries, right?
2: Uh, which channel? Chisel the dawn? Uh, no, no, I'm. I don't. I don't watch that guy's channel as much. But
0: yeah, i You know, he um. Uh, he likes to. He likes to call people who get knocked out being sent to the shadow realm. That's his.
2: Uh, <laughs> the yeah. obvious, an obvious um, Yu Gi Oh reference. Well, right, Yu-Gi-Oh! right. Yu-Gi-Oh! So Four yes, Kings.
0: he's he he's a very big fan of Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> you yeah. know. He likes to ring up trap cards and, and all that uh stuff. But anyway, um but yeah, you know, when someone gets when they're really out, you know, before they hit the canvas, um, yeah, they're gonna be kinda in that um in that T position. And uh sometimes you see people, their their feet just, you know, curl up. Yeah. Like that. It just, you know, they're just not yeah'cause you're yeah,
2: 'cause your nerves are just like
0: right, they've been all of a sudden just frozen and stuff, so that's that's uh so that
2: yeah, the two reactions you see to knockouts you see them just go limp or you see them seize up right, and when they when they seize up it's like you know it's the you could tell that their body's just on pure like instinct mode because you could see their, their breathing. It's just like... And I think that's probably because with the mouthpiece in there, they're probably still having... It's like... It's it's inhibiting their breathing because they just start going... It's probably the body's re- way of reacting, trying to get as much oxygen in there as possible. And the problem is, mm-hmm. like, they try to go through the mouth, which is where we get most of our oxygen and it's just... Right. You know, the mouthpiece is in there, so...
0: Yeah, but, so. So with this, Matthew, so um, how does Frankie Edgar end his career then?
2: I mean, it's just it's 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 hard to see anyone go out on a loss like that. It's like he said that he wanted to go out on, you know, he said win or lose. He wanted to go out. And that's, you know, that's just how it is.
1: I mean,
0: as far as career highlights go, um, how how did he do overall?
2: His lightweight (laughs) championship. That's that's the best one.
0: Okay,
1: well, you know, it's, I mean...
2: Know. me how he was able to defeat, you know, he was able to um, win and hold on to the lightweight championship, but he wasn't able to win the featherweight or the bantamweight championship. And maybe that's just because that's just how, you know, maybe just at the time it just was, was easier. It was... Um, well, first of all, the reason why he wanted to... He fought at lightweight in the first place... It was because at the time the UFC didn't have a featherweight or bantamweight division. This was back when the WEC was still still existed, and the uh, one hundred and fifty five was the lightest that you could go. So Frankie Edgar doesn't want to fight in in the WEC because you you know there's less there's you know there's there's less exposure, less of a payday, and stuff like that. He wants to fight in the UFC. So he fought in the UFC. Uh, and was a successful lightweight champion until um, he kind of realized he couldn't hang with it. And at the time, the uh, the WC had been merged into the the UFC, so there was a featherweight and a bantamweight division. So he, he's first he went down to featherweight mm-hmm. and uh, couldn't put a, pull anything there, and then he went down to um, uh, bantamweight, right? And just couldn't pull anything down there either. It's just. Like I said, like I said, it just it the uh, the name of the game just changed at the time. Hmm. They just did. They were they, just more skilled fighters. That you know, that's just how it turned out. It's unfortunate that he couldn't do any better, but he won a lightweight championship. So he retired. He got to retire with a championship under his strap. So
0: okay. So uh, then we'll move on to the. The next uh, fight on the card, which was Dustin Forty. The fight of the night. So a round They're- three submission. And uh, obviously, so uh, Dustin doesn't have a ranking and um, Michael Chandler number five in the in the weight class. So Matthew, I mean uh, what,
2: I thought, how- I thought they were I thought they were both
0: ranked. Well, I'm looking at the UFC thing, but maybe I don't have something. Maybe I'm missing something, or maybe yeah, were, I, thought, they're ranked- I thought
2: they were ranked one and two. Like this, this was for the the next um, this was for the the next um, well uh, after um, uh, Islam's uh first title defense. This is gonna be after his um. Mm-hmm. Well but yeah so they did mention that in it's either in January or February uh, Islam is going to um defend his title against um uh featherweight champion Alexander Volkanovski. Mhm. It's right. yeah it's that it's that classic lower guy gets to cash in his uh his championship and challenge for a higher weight class.
0: Right. So, So, anyway, um,
2: so yeah, the winner of this was gonna, was gonna face off.
0: So, Matthew, walk us through. I mean, you know, obviously it went a full two rounds, but then, uh, you know, uh, Dustin Poirier got the, got the submission there.
2: I had this fight going, I, I had going to this last round, I had this round going for, um, for, uh, Chandler because poor, um, Chandler is a wrestler. He, I, I don't know if he was teammates with Tyrone or Ben. I don't think he was. He, mm-hmm. was, he was a little bit after them. But he is from Mizzou.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, he went in there. He, um, he definitely won the first round. But Poirier did start to kind of make a comeback in the first round. Then the second round uh, takes him down. And uh is able to get some granite pound in there. And he and, and he started like bleeding all over the place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it
2: was one of those things where it's like, oh man, Poirier ate some drank some of his blood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> got, got a little vampire Poirier. <laughs> and um so he solidly uh took that second round. So I had it going two rounds, uh, Chandler. And sure. then he makes His downfall was he made a stupid grappling mistake. He, um, Mm. uh,
1: you know, he he had he he
2: had uh uh he went in for takedown and then he went in for he went for like the the double you know underhook uh from behind, but he did sloppily. Poirier gets out on top, starts pull uh doing his own ground and pound. Eventually, um, Chandler. Flip, flips over. Um, I think Poirier got some other types of submission attempts in and then eventually he you know, after they, I think they were up against the cage, but you know they went, grappled back and forth and then finally Poirier sunk in the rear naked choke and that
1: was that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, with uh, Chandler was winning and and so was this an upset to you in the sense? I don't know. Like I said, there were two and
2: three. It was pretty close. I think the I think the um the betting odds were pretty similar too. it was it was pretty close. I wouldn't call this an upset.
0: Well, let me see here. Yeah, because they had they had Poirier as a favorite So, anyway, so yeah, it looked like he maintained his ground then.
2: Yeah. So, if, if anything, if Chandler had won, it would have technically been an upset based off of the rankings, but um, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, uh, yeah. It. It. it yeah. Te- it would have been like a technicality based off of the the um, rankings and the the betting odds, but I. It. it um. It went, They're both. Like I said, they're both similar. On the score, on the the ranking, total poll. So,
0: all right. So but, then our co-
2: But Porier is going to have uh, a doozy against Islam, because <laughs> because we know Islam. Islam's a beast. He comes from that same Dagestani um, training from Khabib's yeah. father. Yeah. So,
0: Okay. So, Matthew, our, uh, our co-main event was the women's strawweight title bout, Carla Esparza versus Zhang Weili. And uh, it was a second-round submission by the Chinese fighter. And uh, was she not the champion before? No, it was Carla. No, I mean, didn't she have the, chi- the, 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 the title um, before? At
2: some point. Uh yeah, she got she lost via head kick to Thug Rose. Mm hmm. And then they had a rematch. Rose uh, won that one.
0: Uh huh. So it looks like now Zhang is uh, back on top. And then
2: and then she retired Joanna. Uh huh. Beat her for a second time.
0: Right. Oh yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah she yeah she she yeah she got that spinning back fist. And then um
0: I, I remember um I remember the uh when we went to watch uh their first fight and uh Joanna oh, yeah. was Joanna looked
2: like a misshapen like a parsley melted Barbie doll.
0: Doing <laughs> doing a lot of talking, kind of that taught... was
2: that was just that was just that was just Joanna's that was just what Joanna did. She was a smack talker. But to be fair, unlike you know, the notorious one, she actually had the skills to back it up. She had, uh, she had, she had a, bit, a little bit of a ground game. Um, whereas, you know, Connor, as we know, had no ground game. Has no ground. Speaking of which, I not- I've i been noticing from pictures, Connor's looking huge. Not fat. Huge. It looks like he's, like, getting ready for bodybuilding or something like that. Like, his pectoral muscles are, it's like, what are you doing? Are you, like, are you trying to go for an actual welterweight like run or something like that? It's he's it's like he's massive. Like, what is? He? I would I genuinely want to know what what is his what are his plans here?
1: Not sure.
2: Cause cause getting that large of a muscle mass that cannot we know that that can't help your cardio. Like the reason why Bob Sab could you know like, you know, couldn't always compete was because he just had too much muscle mass. So too much muscle does not help you because it saps your oxygen.
1: Right.
2: So it's like you, I really have to wonder, Connor, what is your plan? It's, oh, well, but yeah, anyways, going back to um, Joan and Jang. No, 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 Carla and Jang. So yes. uh yeah that re- that retirement match was actually um for the next title shot and mm-hmm. I think it was I think it was around that time that um Carla and Rose um did their rematch right and um so yeah then they went in there um I gave the first round just slightly to Carla she did mm-hmm. She instituted her wrestling like she normally did. Um, but it was it was pretty close. And then the second round, um, she same thing happened to Michael Chan. Or, or was it? Or, did Zhang take her down? I'd like to say she got sloppy and then Zhang was able to reverse it and then got on top of her and then sunk in the rear naked choke. And now Zhang is a two-time strawweight champion.
0: once again claiming the title. And I could see Rose um, Rose could possibly get a, another match. Well, yeah,
2: that's de- that's definitely possible because her fight with Carlo was very close. I'm surprised it didn't run it back and do a rematch. hmm But um Rose is definitely in the the conversation Right. Um, I forgot who, who, won the one, who won last week. Um, Amanda Lemos is in the conversation. So we, there's, there's a few different women who could, uh, get that next crack, but yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy year in terms of the, um, of the UFC title picture. I, let's see. I don't remember another time when so many titles changed hands.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, there's been not just this weight class, obviously. There's been others going around, right?
2: Yeah, let's see. I'm trying to remember if Glover lost his title this year or last year.
0: Let's
2: see. The only champions who still have their titles are, um, let's see, Amanda never lost her featherweight title, so she still has that. Um, Valentina, of course, still has hers.
0: Are these, are, are you talking about fighters who went into this year and have still maintained their title?
2: Yeah, um...
0: Uh-huh.
2: So, yeah, Amanda still has her featherweight title. She never lost that. She got her, uh... She took her bantamweight title back from, uh... Yeah, Juliana Pena. Uh, Valentina never lost her title. Um... Great. Right. Um... Bantamweight, uh, Aljo, I think technically got, um, that DQ loss from, uh, the DQ win over Petter, I think happened late last year. So Aljo, I think technically still had his title. As far as I'm concerned, he actually won the title. <laughs>
1: um,
2: uh, oh, uh, definitely, definitely, um, Alexander Volkanovsky. He, he's never had any kind of trouble. Um, then let's see. Lightweight lost it. Cameroon just lost it. Um, yeah. Oliveira. Yeah. Oliveira lost it lightweight. Cameroon just lost it at, um, uh, welterweight. Um, the main event, the middleweight, we just saw what happened. And yeah, I would like to say that, um, I can't remember if Jiri Yeah. He won that title earlier this year against, um, uh, Glover. So he lost that. So Francis, yeah, Francis Ngannou at what uh heavyweight's been able to hold on to it. So, we've had, let's see. Let's see, the um so uh we had the strawweight title change hands. We had the uh, twice this year. Um the and I'm trying to remember if um if uh Brandon Moreno lost his title.
1: Early this year or last year. Then um, yeah, we definitely
2: had the, the, the title change at lightweight. Welterweight, middleweight. I'm gonna say light heavyweight so. Theoretically, we're on six. I don't know if there's ever been a year where there's been six title changes. Because some there's been times where there there's been stable champions, and then there's but other weight classes have been stable. So this is kind of a this might be a record in terms of title changes. I'd have to look back, but I think this might be a record. <clears throat> Anyway, so yeah, um, but yeah, those the 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 gals I mentioned, Rose, Amanda Limos, are kind of women I'd have in mind who would uh, be up for a a a strawweight title fight.
1: Hey, hmm. All right. Well.
0: It's an interesting history there. So then let's move on, Matthew, to the main event. And uh, so Israel Adesanya and Alex Pereira. And this did go to five rounds, but it did not go the distance. So it ended up being the second performance of the night award. And uh, we have a new champion, right, in the form of Alex Pereira. Um, And uh, he's... Got the match stopped by KO TKO. Now, obvious, I did see the uh, the closing seconds of the match, and um, obviously, since it went to round five, there was a lot more to the story than what's revealed in those uh, closing seconds. But uh, Matthew, obviously, uh, once Pereira got his his hits, in, it looks like Adesanya just did not have a an answer to try and get out of that situation
2: right yeah it it, yeah he he rocked Adesanya and then it's like you know it's it's really hard to try to gather um your marbles um once one of them pops and then um he just started hitting him and uh you know it's he wasn't down but it was wasn't down but he was not intelligently defending himself. A lot of people are saying it was early stoppage. I'm going to defend uh, the ref. I'm, I'm sorry. Say,
1: when, <laughs>
2: yeah, I uh, yeah. It's like when your head is falling over and you're just you yeah. When, shots, when you're, shots, I'm when sorry. You're, you're
0: just putting your hands out in front of you.
2: Not even that. His his hands were down. It's like he was not he was not intelligently defending himself. I'm sorry. The ref did not and, have to wait and,
0: for and, and a that, guy. To get knocked out on well, that the ground—that was route. going on for for fifteen seconds or so. Yeah. that's the other thing. It's like people complaining about that. It's like, um, yeah, that <laughs> like, that that is hundred
2: percent. It was hundred percent justifiable. It, it, there's no doubt, hundred percent. I'm
0: surprised the ref let it go for that long. To be honest. <laughs>
1: You know, Uh, I'm going to say it right now,
2: if I was a ref, which, you know, there might be a time where I might actually actually try to be a ref. If I'm ever a ref, I'm going to say three times to someone who is just getting battered, defend yourself, defend yourself, defend yourself in that with that amount of time. And if they're not moving to change or anything like that, they're still getting battered. I'm going to step in. And if he starts complaining, I'm going to say, I told you to defend yourself three times. And it's like, I'm, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to say that.
0: It's just, it's just, yeah, yeah there's just. That's that's one thing that like they always
1: emphasize. Even
2: Israel was complaining right afterwards. It's like, dude, you're getting hammered. You're getting just, just bonked. It, it's yeah, like, you know, it's like sorry. Thing. Like if Dana White wants to set up an immediate rematch, it's like, you know, it's that's his prerogative, but. The fact of the matter was he was, he was not intelligently defending himself.
0: Yeah. That's like, you know, so yeah, I mean, it, you is
1: gotta... poss-
2: it is possible for a fighter to a still be conscious and b, you know, still be on his feet and not be intelligently defending himself. He might've, yeah. he might've met, he might've still been conscious, but he was not completely all mentally there. He'd been battered around a few times mm-hmm. and, you know, I know what it's like in like wrestling practice. If you like get smacked around a little bit, it's like, Ugh. well,
0: heck, that's like me when I got smacked at the, uh, at the sumo tournament, man, yeah,
2: but you went down right away.
0: Yeah, hey, I did go. Down. <laughs> it, it, it
2: was, it was not, it was, I'm sorry. It was not comparable. You did not can stay on your feet and continue to try it. You were, you were out. <laughs> well, not, not out, out, but you were, you were, you, you were out of the bat.
1: It hurt.
0: <laughs> of course, it hurt. <laughs> Getting whacked in the head like that. Anyway, so so yeah, now so we've got a new champion now, Alex Pereira. So I mean, Mass, what is the future for? You know, does he have any immediate contenders? I mean, could Adesanya, like you mentioned, could Dana White provide Adesanya with the rematch, or could Adesanya have to fight his way back?
2: I've seen um. I've seen rematches done on Les. Like, Joanna, like, right after her, she got knocked out by Rose. She, um... She got an immediate shot, so...
1: Right?
0: So, I mean, is there anyone anyone else strong that's in, in the division
1: right now? I guess would be my question.
2: That is a very good question, because, um... It, the, the, one of the reasons why Izzy went up a weight class was because he felt that he'd cleared out the weight class. Which, to be fair, he has. He's beaten all the top guys. Hmm. Um. Uh, yeah. I. I just. I don't know. I. Yeah. I genuinely don't know.
1: Uh, okay. I would.
2: Yeah. I would have to go back and look at the rankings. I just. It's just
1: because jerry cam just lost (laughs) hard to say right yeah that that's just something
2: that's yeah I, i probably should have done some research but that's just so it's just so far away i just i can't even think of um Oh, speaking of sumo, um, so the the Sakoya Sumo Club is gonna have uh, the first meeting this coming Sunday.
0: Oh, okay. Yep,
2: at uh, uh, Lamore Elite uh, Brazil Jiu-Jitsu.
0: Well, that's good. Well, then, um, are you now are you gonna be creating a uh, an IG or a Facebook
1: group for that?
2: I uh, um yeah I'm gonna create a Facebook group for it um probably uh, create a Instagram to link to it so
0: well good for you yep good movements yeah I think uh, I'm I haven't been able to attend uh, practice uh, have have had a lot of stuff dealing with you know with wrestling and all that going on but
1: I think okay. they do have-
2: speaking of sumo um I found out uh, through the uh, sumo subreddit that um and then i looked on the uh the um the what's it called the u.s sumo federation website there is a belt ranking system oh okay yeah so
0: i and i think i think they had a um i think it's the houston open or the texas open I know that they had. Uh, I think they had a couple tournaments over the weekend, uh, this weekend and last weekend, because they had one down in Florida. I think uh, Gilberto and Angel were out in Florida, I think, and then they had yeah,
2: a. I did. I did hear about the the Florida one.
0: Yeah, and then I was seeing um, on the on IG that uh, they had a Houston Open, I think. So that was that's interesting um but anyway so yeah not not sure when there'll be a tournament out here but uh you know uh or at least somewhere you know close by that'd be nice if uh we could go to those um but that's good that you'll be able to get that started uh, obviously
2: well you know one thing maybe if we have enough people i have no idea how many um the the, the um the the Jim said that he would kind of help um cross promote cuz he thought of a few guys that might want to do that so
1: mm-hmm. i don't
2: know maybe if we have enough guys and enough people in to help out we could maybe like do a tournament yeah like here.
0: an all california tournament or something
2: yeah like i actually looked it up um for if you want to whole uh if you want to host a non uh US uh, Sumo Federation tournament, but still have it sanctioned through uh, USSR or no USSF, um, then it only costs I think like 30 bucks and then it costs 15 bucks if you want to make it just for um, Sumo Federation. um, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: uh, Members
1: right?
0: That's cool.
2: Yeah. yeah. So that's that's as much as I could think of with regards to like the the um middleweight picture. Oh, you know you know there's there's an easy way to do this. I keep talking, you know, I'm talking about this and I can just look at
0: my By the way, so uh the I, I,
2: I can just look at my MMA freak. Um
0: and the Kyushu the Kyushu Basho is on right now. So
2: um oh yeah, I should start watching that.
0: Yeah, uh, I know that right now. What day are we on? We're on, well, day two is done. Um, and uh, so, you know, um, obviously Teno Fuji is out of the basho because he had to get surgery on both knees. And uh, so, I mean, to be blunt, I don't even think he should come back in January, to be honest, because surgery on both knees and uh that's gonna require some time to do that and um thankfully the the um ydc the yokozuna deliberation council they're being a little bit lenient with him as far as you know having to come back because well
2: yeah because he's they, the only guy and he just had surgery yeah, on he's, so it's right. like when he's when the only
0: has- yeah so you know they need and to try plan- like he's had bad records no, he hasn't had bad records. I he's mean, got he hasn't cool. won
2: every single tournament as a Yokozuna, but he's winning tournaments. He has respectable records,
0: so... He's got respectable records, plus he's in good standing with both the NSK and the YDC. Now, Hakuho obviously is the GOAT of sumo, but his problem was some of his conduct was unbecoming of a Yokozuna, which is why, you know, they talk about, you know... I get a lot of you know, you you'll see a lot of foreign sumo fans talk about how when they did away with the Ichidai Elder stock, you know, the first generation elder stock, that that was, you know, focused on not giving it to Hakuho. You know, and so people are talking about oh, it's racist and all that stuff. It's like
2: it's like I'm um, it's well, it's Remember who you're talking about. You're talking about a, um, you're talking about a sport where the Hayas are allowed one foreign. Um, yeah, one
1: vacation. foreigner. Yeah.
2: It's like, it's, you know, the, well, the rea- it's like, unfortunately, we're just, you know, it's like, hey, yeah, you know what? Something that we just don't—it's like something that you know—we just have to face. J- Japan is just kind of has.
1: Well, Japan it,
2: has slowly changed culturally, but there's some institutions that are a lot slower to change, and one of them is sumo.
0: Well, the other—well, no, no. Uh, but you know what? It's like the U.S. is the only only country that really try—you know—opens its doors to everyone japan isn't the only country that openly displays you know some kind of racist practice in it you know but the other thing too is sumo is not the only sport that limits the number of foreigners you know non-japanese players yeah baseball Um, yeah baseball you're only allowed three i think right now the current rules so it's like well what are you gonna do about it and and um Certainly, they're not going to get baseball to change. And now there's all these, you know, foreign fans are like, oh, well, maybe Hakuho can become chairman of the association. And, uh, you know, my thing is, if he was if he was going to do that, then he should have started trying to make friends a lot sooner than he than he has to right now. I've got a few people saying that he probably won't stay in the Kyokai forever. Hard to say you know, whether he uh, stays that way or not. But right now, you know, we've got... Right now, as far as the Basho's concerned, yeah, Teruno Fuji's out. Um, you got two Ozeki only. One of them is in danger of losing his rank if he doesn't get eight wins this Basho. So far, he does have one. Uh, and then we had Mitake Umi, who fell down because of two consecutive um, losing records. So he needs uh, he needs to get ten wins, which I think he won twice now. So he's only got eight more to go. So it's it's a big uh, you know it's got some big hills to climb on this. And right now, the future of sumo is kind of uncertain because there's no heavy hitting stars really you know standing out. And and we've seen that before. It was close to 30 years ago now. But there were no Yokozuna on the Banzuke.
2: That was like right in between, like right before like Akebono. Um... Right.
0: So I think Asahi Fuji was the last Yokozuna. And then seven Basho later. So, so over a year until Akebono came up. Then you had Takanohana come up too and he was obviously the more dominant so you know got all the
2: and of course Akebono displayed that any like reservations about whether a foreign yokozuna would be able to have the conduct of a yokozuna were were right. unjust now granted obviously you know we had the headache that was Asashoryu. showed you and we yep. had we had dark moments in Hakuho's um, yep. conduct. But you know I but but you know the reality was Akebono, Musashi Maru, no Fuji. Who were some of the other Yokozuna
0: during um Well, like you had Haruma Fuji, you had Kisen Osato, you had Kakubi. And they
2: were all Mongolian too, right?
0: Hiseno Osato was Japanese, but Kakuryu, okay. Haramafuji, they were all Mongolian.
2: But they all carried, but, you know, the...
0: Yeah, the only, the only, you know... Kakuryu didn't really have any controversial stuff. The thing that did Haramafuji in was the incident with the, um... Where he oh, assaulted, right, was that
2: where he slapped a guy?
0: Yeah, he assaulted, um... Taka Noiwa, and that actually... The funny thing about that was that was the down. That was actually the downfall of Takanohana in the Kyokai, because he refused to cooperate with the Kyokai. Because a lot of times the Kyokai, and we've seen this before. It happens a lot, and it really shouldn't come as a surprise once it comes out in the news media that the Kyokai. Doesn't like things to get stirred up, so they try to they try to settle things internally. And the problems that you have when things try to get settled internally is you can have a lot of people get hurt or something like that. Which is how they had the um, the hazing incident back in 2007. There was a wrestler who a junior wrestler who you know he'd only been a rikishi for like I don't know six months or something like that. And, and he died because of heavy injuries that were inflicted.
2: Oh yeah. I I recently heard about that. Like, cause like, for example, a lot of, um, I, I've been, I watched a lot of interviews for like Kunisuke and he told him that uh, he was like saying that, yeah, the hazing is just, especially back then were relentless. And I actually saw video footage of Takanohana the first, just like smashing a guy with a belt, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, what is just? Wow,
0: that was that was uh, that a reminds, lot of. That reminds me that we the, w- the that sumo club
2: that we were um the the, the uh the sumo club that we were a part of in Japan. Oh oh, let's we should probably talk about this. They had a dohyo in under. A- under an overpass, right, and we would all get butt naked and put on our Mawashis under yeah. this open overpass,
1: yeah,
2: but um, there was like, yeah, I remember like
0: one yeah, of those the... coaches, those coaches were tough on those kids who won the tournaments, um,
2: probably because they know. expected higher expectations from them.
0: Yeah, probably because they were they were supposed to compete at the national, um, at the national
1: tournament,
2: which they did. I right, remember, I remember. Yeah, I remember we went to that Wampaku um tournament, and uh, um, Takanohana was there because he's a Wampaku alumni. Right,
0: he was the first. He was one of the first Wampaku national champions. Yeah, you know, funny thing about Takanohana is um. Funny, you know, you bring that up because um, there would be like a lot of, um, you know, if Takanohana the first was using a belt, I'd hear stories about how you know you'd have some oyakata. They'd have like bamboo sticks. Um, I heard a crazy story about one oyakata chased one of his wrestlers with an actual katana. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no.
1: Hey, when uh, was this?
0: No idea. No idea.
2: I've you know. Um, well, yeah. yeah, like like one of the guys. Like I remember. Um, the one of the bigger guys in that in the the, the, the that group.
1: The,
2: yeah, in in that group. Um, yeah, because they, they wanted. Um, yeah, they they were gonna. Um, they you know they wanted to train him hard, so they put me, on his back. And are telling him, start doing the, and he's
0: like, <sighs> oh, 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 okay, 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 yeah.
2: Do you, do you remember that incident? I remember that incident. I'm just no, thinking, I don't remember I that thinking, incident. Oh, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I had better just shut up and ride this guy's back while he's being pushed harder. Yeah. Well, to be fair, there were times when in, uh, I forgot, who's the Yokosuka coach?
0: Talking
2: about Okubo. Yeah. Do you remember that time when we went to a practice and he smacked me in the face?
0: Oh, I don't remember that.
2: Yeah, there was this time where we're we're practicing um bridges. What you know, we're supposed to we were we were practicing getting bridged off the guys, and I think something happened, and I start to chuckle, and he, he goes up and not he <laughs> and he smacked oh. me. Bob lost it. She it's like she was she basically told him, Don't you ever do that to my son again. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing. So, child abuse is not supposed to... That stuff is not supposed to be legal in Japan. But it's only... It's one of those things where it's only, you know... It's it only gets overlooked a lot
0: because people people don't want to make a fuss about it. Right. And that's, that's still a thing in Japan. You know, when I was working at that cold storage facility, man, those guys... Guy, the the guys there were abusive to each other. You know. Well,
2: and like well, this, this, well, this well another thing. example. Well, another example is, um, I'm not gonna name names, but you know, when you when we went to those Nichidai practices at Fujisawa, um, yeah, the those guys were.
1: They've
0: uh, they've mellowed out. They've mellowed out, but yeah, they well, and see, the thing is, is that Yoichi,
2: it, I will say this Yoichi was always one of the good guys. He was always like more even. Well, it's like it's, he always had a very positive disposition, so it's like yeah. he.
1: I, yeah. I, it's,
2: well, it's well, when you're like a top wrestler like he was, it's like it's hard to, for him, you know. I feel like Kaito was kind of also, he was a floater let's kaito just say was kind he of was a happy-go-lucky lucky type guy what yeah
0: he was a happy-go-lucky type guy kaito or yoichi kaito he uh, he was yeah. just kind of he yeah you're right he was a floater he was there just just doing his thing
2: yeah there yeah it's like yeah yoichi and kaito were were, were the uh we're just here yeah I mean they they did kind of lead practices and you know they were you know they ha- if they had to be the leaders they were but they weren't like the go 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 They were kind of like more the captains that I emulated when um I was captain at both um at mm-hmm. bo- you know YMS and then Villa Park But you know it, it with YMS, I think we had a bigger team. My senior, my no, not uh, you're not a senior in middle school. My eighth grade year, I think we had a bigger team than like the than Kinnick did. We had a lot of kids. My my eighth grade year, which was kind of surprising because we had less than ten the year before because that funding issue. But yeah, so
0: I, I can't imagine how those 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 high school, you know, the Far East schools, you know. How much they have to struggle because of the turnover, especially now since the the um, what is it the the contracts of the you know of the uh, the employees you know so the depend you know the dependents obviously have to stick with them so you know now that they only get a a one time extension. You know, so they're not there long. Sometimes they're out after one one um, tour. Right?
2: Well, yeah, I remember there would be times where it's like we'd have like one a guy on the team one year and he'd be gone the next.
1: Right. Yeah, you'd have that a lot. I remember when Kinnick,
0: Kinnick had the guys in place they needed to win that Far East tournament. So, yeah,
2: that, well, well, that that partially also has to do with you know, the brilliance of uh, the Scott. Scott Smith.
0: Yeah, Scott Smith.
2: Yeah.
0: So, which now that we're talking about wrestling, Matthew, we'll go ahead and segue into that one. Yeah, that's so, a pretty
2: really good segue. Yeah,
0: the, the wrestling.
2: Yeah, we we talked. Yeah, we talked briefly about. It's like we talked about. Uh, we talked about. Uh, UFC then we talked briefly about sumo and now here we're talking about wrestling. Yeah college yeah. wrestling
1: the college
0: wrestling season has officially started and yeah. um, the,
2: the broader one not just broader, California
0: yeah. yeah California we're kind of starting to wind down obviously we've got one more um got one more tournament which is coming up this Saturday and that is the uh East LA Brawl And then uh, the next day on Sunday is the 3C2A State dual Championship, which will feature number one Fresno City versus number two Cerritos uh, representing the north and the south. So that will take place at Cerritos College uh, this coming Sunday at 3 p.m. And uh, so, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with that. But um, Matthew, uh, obviously the you know we've had we've been seeing a lot of NCAA D one highlights. Obviously D two D three and NAIA are also in action. But you know we've seen a couple of crazy crazy things happening in the D one duels. And uh, so Matthew, I think the first one we should really get into is the fact that North Dakota State ended up upsetting Nebraska.
2: That's and, yeah, uh, That's just like.
0: And uh, when I went over the results of it, and the, the fact of the matter was, so um, they uh, Nebraska is missing um, Ridge Lovett. And I was uh, watching, I think, a highlight from, I think it's Fanco Wrestling, so shout out to him. He provides a lot of in-depth analysis about stuff. But Ridge Lovett is, is out. Of Nebraska, I'm not saying like off the team, but he's out for the season, and it appears to be that he's decided to redshirt for the season. And um, yes, he's using his redshirt season now. And I've got to kind of wonder, you know, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of an interesting thing. It's like why now and. My thought is that either he was injured or he didn't feel confident enough to, you know, take on the season somehow. I don't know, you know, because obviously he was a he was a major player in in last year's, you know, championships. And uh, so he's
2: an All-American, right?
0: Yes, he was. That's the thing. And uh it's like, again, and that was something that, you know, he obviously talked it over with, you know, his his coach. So, and and you know, the the coach agreed to it. So, I mean, what can we say, right? Not not much to to really go on it, but it's kind of interesting that he decides, you know. Decides to go that way, anyways. So that you know, people are gonna say, well, that's kind of one of the reasons why, you know, Nebraska lost. You know the yeah, the but duel. Nebraska's
2: is just on a higher level. Nebraska is part of the Big Ten.
0: Yes, they're part of the this, Big Ten. This,
2: this, this like they they should not be li- losing
0: to North Dakota State. And, and here's who- the other thing, North Dakota State. You know, obviously they pulled off certain upsets and and some of that was that some of these guys from North Dakota state were either ranked way down towards the bottom which I was talking with dad about this but if you look at at their at the the way they do the rankings now they do it all the way down to 33rd place for whatever reason and and when i'm looking at it 33 it's that's that's the number of guys that are in the in the bracket
2: this one time when we went to a uh Fresno um st- like one of the last Fresno state duels, and um one of the rankings, yeah, had like people who were like yeah ranked to that, and they have losing records I'm just like, why are they even bothering to rank these people
0: exactly i I,
2: also- I honestly think that if someone has a losing record they don't deserve a ranking it's just it's just it's just that's just like. Care if it's D
0: one, uh, and so here's here's the funny. One. So, the 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 score of that of that duel was uh, nineteen to sixteen going into the heavyweight match, and the thing was was that the guy who wrestled the heavyweight for North Dakota State wasn't even their their A guy. So, North Dakota State's going to have an interesting you know, decision, you know, it's going to be interesting for their their heavyweight guys throughout this season. Wrestle them off. Wrestle them off, win wins. Yeah, win. That's how, that's how it goes. To go. That's, that's how it that's, goes. That's how, it,
2: yeah, that's how it always goes. Wrestle them off.
0: So I know we've discussed this before, but kind of jog my memory. How many, how many, t- did you wrestle off when you were at MOBAP? Um, there were times when we just
2: um, didn't have anyone to fill the slot and I was chugged in. I think that happened my sophomore year and my senior year. And it actually happened, interestingly enough, on opposite semesters. So we had some guys who were in the thirty-three, forty-one area, but they weren't eligible. It was um, the first uh, for the fall semester. So I was being chugged in there. Just to fill in the um, Make
1: weight
2: sure that class there was a hole. Yeah, to fill in the hole until um, the uh, until the spring semester when the eligible guys were the guys were eligible, and um, I was you know I didn't have a problem with it because there was this one time where we had to wrestle three times in a row. We had two duels and a tournament, and I was just like, I'm fine with this.
1: So you're just
0: getting out there, right?
2: It's like, I was just like, yeah, I'm fine with this. You guys have to make weight three t- three days in a row. I don't have to make weight until the, the tournament. I was just like, I'm fine with this.
0: So, you know, I obviously, you know, now, you know, people are starting to say, well, it's like Big Ten better watch out, you know, kind of thing.
1: Oh,
0: oh but the other one. Oh, well. Crap. Well, here was the other one. What was it? Um oh, where was it? Uh, oh, and we do see that Cal Baptist is now in. Uh, I'm not. There's always this thing about whether or not they're off their probation or not. I can't tell. But. They wrestled Cal Poly and they wrestled Vanguard. Um, so, you know, they're out there. It seems uh what was the one that um oh yes uh iowa state defeats wisconsin so that's how people are starting to say well you know what's going on with big 10 because i on paper iowa state was not supposed to win this duel um let me see here and uh, obviously car so, David Carr went out and did his thing. And if you remember matthew, david carr was was their their best guy, and he had an injury, so that you know, he got knocked out early um, in the tournament last year. But he went against Dean Hamidi, who was a, a top ranked guy for Wisconsin as well.
2: i I just looked it up. Um what's it called? Um, Cal Baptist is now um as clear
0: they're clear. So now they're officially they're,
2: they're they're clear. They're done yeah, they're clear. They're done with their they're done with their um their what's it called? Their their probation. So they're 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 in the Big 12 full time.
0: Yeah, Big 12 full time. So, and obviously, obviously I think they're kind of they were dueling Cal Poly and Vanguard just to start off their season, but they will have to then Well, a they're, they're
2: the local college. They're the local um what's it called?
0: Yeah, exactly. So let's see here.
2: Oh, this is the first year of transition for Lindenwood.
0: Yes, I'm I'm looking at the at the results here. And so Missouri, obviously. <laughs> Queen's University of Charlotte.
2: Who are they?
0: No idea.
1: Uh, who what?
0: Anyway, so that's that's how that.
1: I so didn't that's even, how I that wasn't even aware good. that
2: the school had a program. Who in the world are these
0: people? Well, I'd say it's a good thing that programs are starting to pop up.
2: Yeah, I mean it's nice, but
0: Charlotte, what the world? So Matthew, let me get into the the second weekend that we had. Um, obviously, they had the Michigan uh, Open or the Michigan State Open, I believe. Uh, I won't go too much into that because, you know, they, they had what they had. Um, but they did have, uh, so then we go into Friday night results from this last Friday. And it looks like Big Ten fared a lot better than people are making it out to be. Because, uh, first thing you had was defending champions, Penn State, uh, defeat Lock Haven 44 to 3. And, um... What well, I'm curious about that one is uh, Lock Haven took the first match. So, um, and I think they, Penn State did not have a strong 25 pounder last year. And I think it's kind of, and I think that person graduated. Um, so, so,
2: theoretically, it, you could possibly get a, a newer, um, better guy right. in there. Uh,
0: but, you know, it was. Well,
2: Let's, let's well, as I recall, has Penn State had a consistently good lightweights? They've always been good at their middle
0: to heavier I think, weight. Class. I think twenty well, twenty five pounds, I think they've all you know, to my recollection, and if anyone in the audience wants to prove me wrong on this, um, I don't think they've had a strong twenty five pounder. Now, obviously, they've got rby at one thirty three. And he went out and did his thing because he teched um, you know, his opponent. And then you've got uh some of the other guys who are back, you know, um the other returning national champions, Carter Storacci, Aaron Brooks, Max Dean, all of them are going out and doing their thing. Uh I'm I'm look. predict I'm predicting number
2: number ten for for Penn state this year.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, if you've got, if you've got the, uh, you know, four returning champions right there, I mean, there's, there's no stopping this, this machine right now. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think the-
2: I, I was reading kale's only 43.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Not, we, not- we were talking about that. Quite a few episodes back where we were talking about how, you know, Obviously he's not gonna he's not Penn State's not gonna catch the likes of Iowa or Oklahoma State, you know, to you know, for the most, you know, championships, but Kale can certainly catch Gable. Yeah, he, as,
2: yeah, he he can catch that personal best.
0: Yeah, that personal best. I, I I,
2: unless unless something happens, I really do think he's not only going to beat him, he's going to surpass him by who knows how many championships. Because he's he's only forty three.
0: Yeah, he's only forty three. Um, Gable, obviously. So Gable, I think. Yeah, he owns the uh, the 15. record. Yeah, fifteen. up. and and I think that's across you know, all levels, I don't, I don't think anyone has 15 national titles as a, as a head coach, too much, yeah, miles. No, yeah Two, no one no. has,
2: yeah, no one has, a. all, but you, you mean all levels of, um, of what's it called, of, uh, of, N, uh, of um,
0: yeah, because I don't, I don't think, it, even, even in the, um, now, I've, I've got my, my, my cheat sheets, I'd have to go back and look at them, because, as you know, I'm trying to build that, um, that site, the... Uh, the sports database? Yeah, the sports database, but I think even with that, I don't think that any of the other... Um, Level coaches. Right. As far as college wrestling is concerned, I don't think that they they have that those records. So, right now, I think it strictly belongs to Gable in terms of, you know, national...
2: Well, for the longest time, there was only one division, and then they split it into two divisions and then they split it into three divisions so yeah and and then yeah, there just hasn't been a dominant enough uh um program
1: right
0: it just hasn't uh it hasn't been around, so I think like uh yeah. Who's got the most? So you've got. uh, You had uh, Mike Denny. From. uh, Nebraska Omaha. Uh, He had seven titles and I think. uh, Von Hitchcock. He won eight titles with Cal Poly when they were D2. Oh. Oh. I do have to say, though, that Joe uh, Say, who was the coach for Cal State Bakersfield, he won seven titles with them. And then he coached at Oklahoma State. And what I'm odd at is the fact that Oklahoma State decided to hire Joe Say, you know, as the, the head coach there. Because um, because they course, won any titles there. He actually did. He um he he won two titles in 89 and 90. Uh and that those two titles came after Arizona State won their title. So he
2: was John Smith's uh predecessor.
0: Pretty much, yeah. So actually in total was he so, John Smith's coach? He might have been. I'd have to go back and add because I don't think, I think he got hired after John Smith graduated, to be honest. Okay, so
2: he, he like, I I know John Smith was doing some, like, assistant coaching back when he was doing, had his active. um,
0: Right, because John Smith, his first title that he won was in 94 with Oklahoma State. And then.
2: Which was was well-timed because he had his brother, Pat Smith, there. And right. then he had a bunch of guys who, because I can't remember why Oklahoma State was on probation, but they all took red shirts. Right. So they basically took that year to. Um, the good guys all took red shirts and they basically took that year to, to train up and stuff like that. So, right. So after that, after that season. Yeah, year, because they, they, that, all came, that... they all came back and just.
0: Well, because that title. Up. That title happened to be right smack in the middle of Gable's, you know, 10th through 15th um,
1: titles.
0: Well,
2: we all like the underdogs.
1: Yeah, very true.
0: Um, Yeah, this is interesting. Anyway, so... um, what was that at yeah, I think well, I think we were talking about, yeah, kale just you know the fact that he's gonna be able to to win those championships because I mean yeah, it doesn't doesn't look like that um, doesn't look
1: like they're gonna let up. that's for certain. It just does not look like they're gonna let up at this point.
0: So, yeah, we could be seeing another title for Penn State, but, you know, obviously it's way too early in the season to, you know, to make sure of. But, uh, you know, that's why wrestling always provides the suspense needed for seeing what's going to happen, Right. anyway so um, I think before we wrap up about uh, the rest of the stuff that happened uh, let me see here Oklahoma State obviously dispatched uh, Lehigh so you know they're you know they're coming back hopefully they're gonna have uh, some good outings this year uh, Nebraska rebounds from that loss as they defeat Army West Point uh, from this last weekend. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, they win uh, against Buffalo. And, um, again, I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen. I can't imagine that Oklahoma wrestling is going to lead the Big 12 once Oklahoma itself goes to the SEC, since the SEC doesn't even sponsor wrestling.
2: Well, we talked about whether Oklahoma's even going to leave.
0: Uh, you're talking about for the
2: wrestling.
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I can't imagine that they would leave, you know, the conference for wrestling.
2: I mean, unless they did what, what Missouri did and do affiliate member, but, and now granted Missouri's, um, not as good and maybe Oklahoma could just be satisfied with, you know, ruling the roost of a weak pond, but it's, you know, it's kind of hard to tell. Right. And also judging from the fact that, again, the Big 12 was one to take Missouri back.
0: So, uh, yeah, and uh, obviously Missouri, again, you know, they were Big 12 champions in their first year back. And uh, they are probably going to be favorites, you know, provided that the, the season goes their way. They're probably going to be favorites to defend their title going into this. It'll be interesting. Um,
2: Missouri is kind of an interesting program because they've always had, like, good individuals, but as a team, they were never able to... As, I think they broke the top ten once, but as a team, they were never able to, like, make a run at the, the NCAA championship.
1: Yep.
0: That's true. Um, so another Cal Baptist duel, Matthew, they did duel Iowa State, so obviously that is a Big 12 duel. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, they ended up uh, winning two matches, so they lost 38-9. to nine. And then I read that on their schedule—actually, no. Here it is. So they did duel Iowa also. And um, I think the fact that they were able to win one match was, is, uh, in my mind, pretty good that they were able to win a match. So Eli Griffin— uh, is their 25-pounder, so, hey, he beats, he, he won both his matches in, in the, uh, you know, in the Hawkeye State, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he does uh, going into this season. Cal Baptist, you know, hey, maybe they'll have at least, uh, you know, obviously get a couple of guys to qualify for the. National t- or national championships, and then hey, if they can get a, an all-American or two, I think that'd be quite something, right? Well, let's see.
2: Um, how did um? Oh yeah, we should note that this is the first year that Cal Baptist is uh, under new leadership because. Um...
0: Yes, because Zales. Uh... Zales Lenny.
2: Lenny Zaleski retired.
0: Yeah, Lenny Zaleski retired. And uh interesting right after enough, getting
2: inducted into the National Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah. Interestingly enough, um, they he chose um if you remember Matthew, because he had been at UC, UC Davis, Davis. Davis and we all we both remember how that unfortunately went down, where you know they had a national champion Eerily similar to what happened with UCLA and with uh, Oregon yeah wrestling
2: you're after you have individual national champions bye-bye program yeah and, that's also and, that's also like what, what happened the first time with um uh um Fresno State cuz they um you know cuz they, they had Stefan Abbas he won 3
1: mhm
2: and bye-bye program yeah, it's just like decisions like that just don't make sense. It's like, why are you going let to let go of your program right after they they have a national champion? That's like the peak. You should keep it going.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: It's not like Fullerton. It's like, I'm It's like I'm sorry with Cal State Fullerton, but they just the just, no, hell they, Did they ever get an All-American?
0: No. No, the unfortunate side of that was Wade Sauer was he was ranked number two, number one in the country. He was on his way to becoming their first ever All-American. Um, unfortunately.
2: What, what, yeah, I was about to say, where, where did he go? I would imagine. Well, that no,
0: what go. happened was in, in their last duel of the season, he suffered a career ending neck injury. Oh. And and the the um, the mental toll that that took on the team, they utterly collapsed. They finished last in the and what at that time the Pac 10 tournament and they they never recovered from that and I think that was when I think 2 or 3 years later the program was gone you know just a, an unfortunate thing to happen with that you know that's that's life that's the risk of wrestling obviously you know what can you do? Well,
2: typically you don't have career-ending injuries in wrestling. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. Because most, because most of the, it's like most of the guys who go into wrestling, they, you know, they, they'll do some kind of athletics afterwards. They'll wrestle or they'll do MMA or you know, so, something. Right. You don't normally have career-ending injuries.
1: So, um, and I
0: forget what the guy's name is, but yeah, the the guy who won for Zaleski at UC Davis, he was handpicked by Zaleski as his successor at Cal Baptist.
2: Yeah, and he'd been he'd been his assistant coach for several years, anyways. So
1: yeah.
0: So, anyway, so that's where they're at, and you know, we'll have to see how it goes. But yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this season will go, Matthew. I'm hoping I can uh, definitely... I would, I would love to get a Flow um, account, but um, Flow Wrestling uh, account is a little bit on the uh, expensive side right now. so.
2: Well, the reality is, you know, Cal Baptist got the hardest thing done, which is the probation. Yeah. Which I yeah.
1: think, was, which I think thinking- was
2: probably the hard... Well, at least... At least Cal BAP, the wrestling program, wasn't the only one that went through it. All of the programs went through it.
0: I'm just amazed that it it, it can take that long for D1? To, to have to go through a probation like that.
2: Yeah, for D one especially, it's like it's like, like you're basically it's ba- they're basically punishing you for going up. They're like, oh, you want to go up? Well, you're uh, you're gonna have an entire sl- generation of athletes who aren't gonna be able to compete.
0: yeah or or like with um what was it nebraska kearney remember nebraska kearney would win all those d2 or no was it no? not kearney omaha nebraska omaha was winning all those national titles and then when they decided to transition to d1 nebraska lincoln didn't like that and nebraska lincoln wanted to be the only nebraska you know d1 wrestling program, so they had to cut the program. It's a shame how sometimes the politics of that can,
1: you know, ruin a program.
0: Well, their, their loss was
2: Maryville's gain, because the coach just, the coach uh, went to Maryville, and he took a bunch of his wrestlers with him, so.
0: Okay, well, so with that being said, Matthew, again, we'll you know as we go get later in the season, we'll see how it's going. Uh, especially once we get to the point where we talk about the Penn State Iowa duel, we'll get to that point. Uh, anyway, so Matthew, let's transition into um, uh, one piece and. Uh, a Lot of things to a lot of revelations a lot of stuff on this and uh, so let's let's get right into um, Chapter 1065 Obviously, uh, you know, they're uh, getting uh, touring the lab and uh, it, the, one of the funny things is uh, so Obviously, it's been revealed that Karibu has has revealed himself to the to the crew because Zoro and Brooke are kind of having a conversation with Karibu. and um, I guess Karibu made a uh, agreement with Zoro that he wouldn't try to you know capture people because he wanted to get let off. But obviously, he doesn't want to be around a government island. <laughs>
2: It was, like, it was like, I didn't agree with this. is like, the agreement was well, next island. This is the next island.
0: Get off. <laughs> so, uh, I think Kudibu may or may not play a role you know, in this um, saga in sarc, to, a, to a point. So, that'll be interesting how that goes. Uh, so, uh, Zoro and Brook are obviously guarding the Thousand Sunny, and then in the meantime, uh, you've got Usopp, Nami, Frankie, Robin, you know, they're all talking with Edison, who is, you know, obviously the brains uh, of the of the group, or of the, um, I'm sorry, the Vegapunk. Uh, he looks
2: like, a, he looks like a robot.
0: Yeah, he does look like a robot. So, let me see here. Uh, obviously, you've got, now here's where, here's where, things got really interesting was the revealing of the newest Seraphim, which is modeled after Jinbei. And I think, you know, obviously that's another pacifista uh, Seraphim. So what I'm realizing now, Matthew, and I'm probably sure you'll agree with me, is that the Seraphim are clones of the Shibukai. There's it's cyborg,
2: honest. cyborg clones.
0: Yes, yeah, cyborg clones, because, uh, but they've obviously been, uh... Um, because
2: they, they're programmed.
0: Yeah, they are, they are programmed, they've been, they've been, um... What is that word? Not generated, um... But yeah, they ha- they have been programmed, and they, they are, um gestated no no not not uh, oh engineered they've been violent they've been engineered and stuff to be stronger you know clones of their original cells so hmm yeah it's it's
2: yeah they st- yeah the 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 straw hats started battling him and were having yeah they,
0: they, yeah they were having troubles but then it was and and you've got the various
2: well at least know, they weren't getting utterly destroyed like the the first time they faced a pacifista right
0: they were, at the, least,
2: they, they, were they were having trouble but they were at least hanging with him
0: right. But the funny thing here is that, you know, uh, you've got the other parts of Vegapunk. They're all trying to watch the Straw Hat battle the, the Jimbe Seraphim. And uh, the other thing is that uh, they're trying to get analysis data, you know, for the battle. Uh, probably because they want to figure out how to make this thing stronger. So, when you think about it, we've seen at least four... Seraphim, because there is a Kuma version also. So there's yeah, four we've Seraphim.
2: Seen Kuma, we, we've seen Kuma, we've seen bear we've seen Mihawk, and we've seen uh, Bo Hancock.
0: Which means that there's probably there there's definitely going to be a few more. Adult. I'm going to be. Adult. You Flamingo, You. I don't know if they they clone they were able to successfully clone Blackbeard or not. Um they'll definitely have weevil. I you know that's that's going to be uh without a doubt. They'll well, have weevil. Here's eevil.
2: another Well, here's a question. Are there just seven seraphim? Did they get like did they get right. other like like um oh, what's his no name? Flamingo. I know. I'm thinking of, of crocodile.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. Crocodile. I and mean, that's nine right there. I think over time there's been a, there was what? 10? Oh no, 11. 'Cause you gotta throw in buggy, you also have to throw in law.
2: Yeah, like did they did they do them as
0: well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's un undetermined. And and my thing would be, well, how did how did they obtain DNA samples to create the clones for them?
2: Well, it's simple. They made them shibukai, they probably had to come by at least once. And you had all of them going to, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, the-
1: Marishua?
0: The what's-it-called war, um- Oh, the, um, summit,
2: yeah. summit war?
0: The Whitebeard War, the summit Yeah, you had,
2: you had all of them go to the, the summit war. Right. And then you had- and then they had Jimbe in, in jail, in Impel Down.
0: Right, yep, you're right. So there is that. Um, and what's, what's interesting here is how um, the lineage factor uh, comes up. And apparently, the lineage factor is how they've been able to create the clones. Now, Matthew, if you remember, the lineage factor is something that Vegapunk...
2: It, it's it's the DNA. It's the, it's the one-piece world equivalent of
0: DNA. Right. And, and so, you know, the guys really experimenting on this was you had Vegapunk and then you had um Sanj- judge. yeah judge you know Vega punk's been involved with a lot of people obviously and uh you know so the, the lineage factor is coming up now again so that's how they've been able to to take care of that um eventually uh you had Shaka order the the seraph uh, the Fair seraphim to
1: stop. And, uh, and
2: also, well, didn't it also have to do with someone was going to do one of, I, fe- I think one of the, um, what's it called? One of the straw hats was going to do a finishing blow. So, in addition to Shaka shutting the Jimbe Seraphim down, they also uh, yeah. activated the um, mag- uh, magnetism in the boots they were wearing.
0: Right. And, and so I think one of the things we're now going to be looking at is the fact that uh, we've got a uh, Luffy's group comes across a robot. And then the other thing is Shaka is going to tell him about what happened 900 years ago. Now, uh, if you remember, 900 years ago, at this point in the series is the start of the void century. And but
2: it's a perfect segue into...
0: Chapter One Thousand and Sixty. Six. So chapter one thousand sixty-six obviously Shaka is is um explaining a lot about the he, he's explaining about the, the what happened and it's basically the, the lost kingdom uh you know and the battle between the lost kingdom
2: and which, they were they were a technically advanced um, right
0: they were a technically kingdom. advanced kingdom versus the 20 families. Now, my my theory about this, and I haven't seen any of the other uh, One Piece commentators yet, but I have to imagine that this kingdom was probably the Lunarians, or at least a cousins of the Lunarians, because you know they had to have come from the moon. Because as you and I both know, the moon is where all the technically advanced, you know, uh, not archaeology, but the, you know, all the, the technology is coming from, and I have to imagine that you know, so I don't know if maybe in some way,
2: oh, right. The, uh, I've seen some uh commentators talk about how this may play into um NL becoming relevant again because he went to the moon and powered the um, and I gotta kind of. Uh,
0: I, I have to wonder in a way, and maybe this is kind of an, an ironic thing, but maybe the ancient kingdom, and this is just a guess, maybe some way they were a, a threat in some way to the world. I almost kind of wonder about that. And maybe the, the technology that they possessed was, so, was going to be so damaging Like it would be, you know, kind of like a nuclear fallout, you know, of the uh, version of the One Piece world. And the 20 families decided that they had to protect that in some way. It's kind of a really left-field theory that
1: I've got, which probably doesn't hold up. I mean, feel free to...
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe the twenty kingdoms viewed them as a threat, but I don't. It's it's like everything is pointing towards the twenty, the 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 advanced kingdom being a benevolent kingdom.
1: Uh huh.
2: I it, it's because what? Because why would the world government morph into this like big corrupt? Right. You know um. Organism that it has, if if um, they were acting in the genuine for the better good, right? Like I don't I don't see I don't see this. I really do think the the what's it called kingdoms? Uh, um,
1: the
0: lost the ancient kingdom.
2: I think the ancient kingdom was a benevolent kingdom. They were technologically advanced, but they were a benevolent kingdom. That's where I stand. You might be right, in which case, oh, which we need to get to something where I'm going to say you're going to you you are probably right in some regard. We need to keep discussing.
0: So uh, as we're progressing through the chapter, um, we did see that um, we, we finally get the reveal of Vegapunk as as his, in his original form. And uh, he's kind of <laughs> got a weird head.
2: He's a tall-headed uh, man.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna kind of go out on a, on a limb here and say that uh, he's kind of a big brain <laughs> <That> person. <laughs> you know, when you're playing a mystery game or something and then you figure out, you know, something really quick and people say big brain and all that, that's kind of a gaming terminology that they have. But he goes out and he meets uh, he goes to Ohara because Ohara was destroyed so he's kind of you know he knows he knows that Nico Robin is the survivor of O'Hara and he went to O'hara to pay his respects to Clover because clover you know I think the, the reason why the world government was able to find out about what Clover was doing was because he was a pretty infamous scholar being captured ten times and actually escaping ten times. you know and uh but we see that dragon also came by two at the expect. same time now uh, i won't reveal a particular detail yet but what um what vega punk did see was he saw a bunch of giants they were remember matthew the the o'harans they threw all their books into this into the lake so as to preserve the books and we see that we had a bunch of giants from Elbaf. they're on the the the, the remnants of Ohara picking up the books and they're taking a, and they took them to Elbaf. now as we kind of progress Which a little is bit is why of-
2: I am going to say I think now that you're right the what the, the straw hats are going to have to go to
1: Elbaf.
0: yeah so the, to kind of uh, finish up this part of the the section um, is that we see that dragon had not formed the revolutionary army yet because
2: he was, he was the captain of a smaller group called the freedom fighters.
0: Right. And so I think the revolutionary army was a formation of, you know, because he recruited, uh, and he recruited Kuma, uh, Kuma, you know, so they were the founders of the, the revolutionary army. Uh, you know, so that's how that, so we can see now that the room, oh, the,
2: and this is a tattoo
0: less um, dragon, right? Yes, exactly. He doesn't have the tattoo. So, you know, there's, there's the theories about how, well, well, maybe dragon wasn't the son of Gart that he, maybe he was like, a, um, a, a world noble or something like that, or he was captured by the world nobles how did he get the tattoo on his face and all that? And, you know, I, I think I, I think this particular segment of, of his story kind of shoots that into pieces. At least as far as him being World Noble affiliated is concerned. So, you know, with that being said, hey, he goes out and he finds the uh, the Revolutionary Army, uh, you know, Vegapunk, kind of out and doing his thing too. and uh, He doesn't really look like what what the silhouettes that you know Oda had drawn beforehand uh it obviously well, doesn't look like it.
1: well
2: it might be one of those things where they um where the um you know Oda didn't have certain things um set at points so right. it it might have been one of those things because let's face it the first silhouette of Kaido
0: yeah, doesn't resemble was Kaido nothing like yeah was nothing like what he was. You're right. So then we have a... Uh, so then, Matthew, I think the one that really kind of gave me, you know, a bit of the feels uh, here. And again, this is this is how, you know, Elbaf is definitely going to play a more significant uh, part of the story now is the fact that... The Giants had been brought to O'Hara by a certain giant who had been severely injured. And,
2: uh, you know. The silhouette looks like Saul.
0: Yes. Haguar de Saul is confirmed alive. And uh, so now, not just one person will definitely need, you know, not just one person wanting to go to Elbaf to kind of, you know, find his inner courage and strength in Usa. But now definitely there's another person who has to go to Elbaf because she's got to see Hagwardy and that is our dear Nico Robin. Cuz there's there's a uh, there's a reunion to be had. You know, uh, especially with the trauma that she had to go through, you know, during those years. So I almost thought at first that, well, maybe Kuzon let, you know, that somehow he let Saul go. Uh, but when I'm reading through the, the wiki and stuff, it probably wasn't Kuzon that let, uh, let him go. That maybe it was the, the flames from Ohara, you know, from the Buster Call that maybe melted uh, the ice. And I don't know. You know, I'm not sure how to to take that one, per se. But, hey, man, strange things have happened. Well, Kuzan,
2: Kuzan, as I recall, needs to actually kill somebody. Right. Because they'll melt melt back to their normal selves otherwise. Right. So, and as I recall, he has not done... uh, uh, I can't remember if we've seen him do it, but he didn't do that with Saul, so yeah. it would make sense that Saul over time would melt
0: right So yeah, you know he does, I mean,
2: he does mark D number three that was laughing in the face of death and lived.
0: yes um obviously you had uh, Luffy. Uh and then who is who's is our other person, Matthew? Law. Law, yeah.
2: As Law as Law's got a gun towards him, he's like, like you'll never. He's like, you'll never get Caesar as he's flip giving him the bird.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So anyway, you know
2: in the face of death. Yeah, he's it's like He's, it's like, he's gotten an arm taken off. He's, It's like, Dolph Flamingo's got a gun pointed at him, and he's just, and he's just like, he's giving them, laughing and giving him the bird.
1: So. (laughs) Laughing
2: in the face of death.
1: So, uh, obviously, Shaka's
0: got more to show them. Uh, you know, so, We'll have to see how that goes with that group. And then finally, Luffy and, and Chopper and Bonnie and Jinbei have actually found the Vegapunk. Uh, what's interesting, though, is that uh, he appears to be missing a part of his head.
2: Here's my prediction. Um, I think his dividing was most of his brain.
0: Yeah, somehow he was able to remove... Uh, his brain parts. Again, this is fiction. So, biology and how human physiology works in the One Piece world is way different from actual reality.
2: Yeah, especially considering how many times, like, most of our characters would have died normally.
0: Yeah, yeah. With a lot of it. Hey, if a guy can 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 uh, survive a nuclear blast. <laughs>
2: or get sliced through the chest
0: multiple times or 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 last an hour in boiling hot oil <laughs> I to mean be fair he died he did die but if 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 you were if you were put in oil you'd be melting
2: yeah you it's yeah there, there's yeah, no we, way there's yeah. no way you there's no way you can live an hour in in boiling hot oil
0: right yeah Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to die. Yeah. You're,
2: yeah. You're going to die in like few minutes. Yeah. And then your body's just gonna shrivel. Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, so yeah, you know, uh, going forward, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Right. Um, hopefully but hey you know again matthew like you and i were discussing earlier that this is kind of answering a lot of you know this is peaking our interest in terms of how the the void century is going uh again i think that the moon the moon civilization is really playing you know it, it it just everything's pointing to them being really you know starting to become really relevant and uh you may yet see nl I'm almost kind of wondering if maybe NL will have a role against in the fight against Emu to an extent, because man,
2: wouldn't that be interesting? That would be
0: interesting, you know that because that's that's two big egos, because they both got big egos.
2: Not to mention very similar power.
0: Mm Mhm. Yeah, very similar power. So we'll see. Um, the next chapter is coming out next week. We'll, we'll see if, uh, we, we do, um, if we are going to do chapter 30 next, or not chapter 30, episode 30 of, um, TSB next week, or if we're going to kind of, uh, do another, uh, break
2: Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, we may take off. Uh, yeah, next week is Thanksgiving, so we, we might do that just depending on how our, our schedules are going. I think we're kind of going with the two, uh, every, a bi-weekly schedule, we'll see how we're doing with our audience and uh so uh matthew um got one last thing covered but i think before we do that uh, we'll go ahead and um uh matthew where where can our um can our viewers find us uh on our social media
2: okay our video podcasts are on youtube and rumble uh i don't think we're on odyssey yet not on odyssey yet no. um, our audio podcast is on ACAST, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, Samsung, and um, I'm just, I'm just going to say that there's a few other, uh, uh ones in the works. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm going to say there's a few other ones that are hard to pronounce is what it is. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but also uh,
2: other ones are in the works.
0: But yeah uh and then matthew's got his own uh social media up and running uh, oh matthew yeah at,
2: at the samurai bros is our twitter
0: yes and at the samurai bros our twitter um and then matthew's got his own uh uh social media too at matthew salzer on twitter and then uh, he's also on uh mma freak Uh, He runs that website, so uh, on Twitter it's at MMA Freakout, and then uh, the website for that is uh, MMA-Freak.com. So uh, that's that's pretty much where we're at, guys. Um, In closing, uh, you know, before we before we sign off for the night, um, we've heard about the unfortunate passing of uh, you know probably one of uh, you know one of my favorite fighters as things were going on. Um, I remember Matthew, when you and I would go watch him and, uh, he was, uh, you know, he wasn't doing, he, he started off good at kind of the lower weights and stuff, but then he'd be kind of fizzing out. And then once he went up to light heavyweight, man, he was just knocking people out, right?
2: Yeah. We're, yeah. We're talking about Anthony rumble johnson
0: who yeah, yeah. and um, he, yeah he
2: was yeah he started out as welterweight i honestly don't know how he was cutting that that amount of weight but he started out welterweight then moved up to middleweight then got cut from the ufc then went on the independent circuit went to like heavyweight and actually fought a heavyweight match
1: mm-hmm.
0: but then you know he got back into then he got back into the ufc right and uh, he became At a. What was
2: serious... he was supposed to fight, John Jones? Uh huh. That would have been a that would have been a fight. I would have.
0: Yeah. But um, you know, and he ended up being a two time challenger to DC Daniel Cormier. Obviously, Cormier proved why he was the champion. Um, and so you know that was that was the thing. Um, and uh, I I don't know that I never really heard you know really heard about Johnson. You know, coming out after that. Uh,
2: he came out of retirement and was fighting in Bellator, I think at one... I'm not sure if he was actually lined up for the title shot. I'd like to say he was.
0: But, you know, definitely a hard-hitting fighter, skilled fighter and stuff. And, uh, you know, so unfortunately... Get- yeah. So, unfortunately, he passed away to an unspecified uh, disease. It sounded I, like
2: I've uh, I've looked it up it's uh Lynch Lynch Honskins Lymphoma yeah
0: so oh. apparently he'd been fighting this for a while yeah so anyway uh you know another person unfortunately gone 2022 you know has taken quite a few great people from us but uh yeah so we remember uh Anthony Rumble Johnson for giving us some some great memories and stuff um Anyway, so, you know, hopefully, uh, yeah, his uh, peace to his family and stuff uh, during uh, this time. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, uh, hopefully uh, we'll be seeing you again very soon.
1: And I hope you have a great uh, rest of your week. We will talk to you soon.